We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, guys. Did we mention the fact that Katie finished Ted Lasso on the last episode? Yeah, but that was a Patreon. That was Patreon. Oh, that was our Patreon episode. By the way, a couple new Patreon subscribers. Shout out to them after our Instagram live. For those that don't know, just about every other week, Fern and I kick it off live on Instagram. Uh, we've gone over some whiteboard briefs. We've uh, just done some Q&As. And on our next call, we are actually going to give some feedback on coaching. Yeah, we're going to do a live. Somebody's going to do some live coaching. And we are going to, shall we say, level to them? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You say level to them. I will say level for them. I will well, level for them. If, if you're insinuating that you're going to make them into a level four coach, we all know that's not going to happen. So it can happen. Um, I'm the only one. Hey, right. let me read something to you. If, if nobody can be a level four, that's right. Then how would, then how is a level four a thing? Well, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, um, it was like, but let me watch you say, s- spin this. Okay. Spin this. Uh, here's, here's, the, here's the example. Spin this here's web. the example. Yeah, yeah please. In, okay. In some countries, there's a king or a queen. Right. You follow. Well, not really, because we live in America, but go ahead. Continue. Okay. But there's a king or a queen. No one can be that, but there is one. Right. That's they're also, me. they're also the not. Queen. I'm the also, queen in this scenario. I'll, I will that I will agree with. Uh, yeah, they're also Maybe. not real. Like if you're thinking of the Queen of England, it's the Queen of England is is like um placeholder. It's like ceremonial. Like she doesn't really wield any like uh, parliamentary power or legal authority, to my knowledge. Yeah, that's kind of like you. Yeah, you're ceremonial. You're ceremonial. Like you have you have no actual skill set or uh, value to add. Yeah. I do have a question. I don't know if you guys actually know the answer to this because it has I do. been an. I do know the answer. You do yes. know the answer because you're level four. It does say on the CrossFit website that due to the global impact of COVID nineteen, the credential launch for level four has been delayed. So I'm assuming yes. it's been it said that for a while. So is there like is it going to get relaunched? Is there a date? I don't see one on here. I mean, here's uh, the here's the we thing. can't answer. We can't really answer that. Like I realistically, can I can't. Yeah. Answer. You can't. You don't. You have, you have zero insight into that. <clears throat> you know, I've set the bar so high for the level four credential. Oh, fuck, please. All right. They want actual really... <laughs> answers. Yeah. They want actual answers. Yeah. It's true because we joke around about it all the time, but I wonder if so is it actually it, coming back. Well, let me text Dave hopefully, Castro real yeah, quick. Hopefully. Well, out. then you'd be texting the wrong person because that's not who to text, which just lends us to, you know, verify, validate that you don't know what you're talking about. The. So Nicole Carroll and I talked about this, right? This this was getting ready hey, to watch go. Watch your feet, Katie. He's name dropping. Watch your right. feet. Well, she is the one in charge of that. I don't know why. It's not name dropping if they are actually in charge of that. Um, but it was, uh, but we talked about it on, a, I don't remember what podcast it was, but she came on and we did talk about this. And <clears throat> the, it was getting ready to go live right before the pandemic. Like they, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of challenges with that format they're trying to build. Um, and uh, I don't think I'm saying anything that is like, 
no, no, no. You're sensitive in nature. Yeah, it's sensitive in nature. But one of the big holdups is um, they, is you have to a there's such a small pool of people that would qualify to sit for the level four, right? So if you're talking, it's a business, right? So like that, anytime I'm in the credential business, like it is the business that's designed to make money. Um, <clears throat> I don't know under that design that it would make a ton of money. And if it did, there would have to be the price in order to sit for level four would be pretty steep. So like nobody should be butthurt if that comes out and it's like over $2,000 for that. So uh, I, I don't, I, by the way, I don't know what the price point is. I'm just saying it, it will not be cheap. Um, the other thing is the, I think one of the big hangups or one of the big struggles there is the, is, I don't remember what they call it, but you, you have to like validate that's the wrong word, but the assessors, like there's a really long drawn out process to make sure that it is objective in nature. Um, so there's a couple of hangups there. So I, I hope they bring it back. Um, I just don't know with COVID turnover of ownership i don't know where that got shifted in the priority list uh to be very frank with you it probably got shifted pretty low based on what needed to happen at the time so i hope to bring it back i think they sense. will i was just curious yeah i think they will in the future all right ready for this fern i mean we have already started so yeah we guess we have to be ready at this point oh so, you know we get quite a bit of reviews on the podcast app and oh, i thought we said we weren't doing this but anyway Oh, oh, I thought we said we were doing this. Oh, okay. Well, we just won't take, we just won't take a long time, but you know, first of all, if if you're listening, leave us a review, click the five-star button. Only if it's five stars. If you have four stars or less. uh, Let me read one of our reviews. Most recent podcasts dated September 24th, 2021 by user. I don't think we need to. Oh, it's too late. I just said it. INV1245. No, first of all, you can find it. And we're not coming at this person. We appreciate the review, although it is only three stars. Here's why. I love this podcast as a whole and get a lot out of help, a lot of help and tips from it as a CrossFit level two coach. Okay, let's be a little nitpicky here. Fern, what's wrong with that statement? A CrossFit level two coach. coach. Not a coach. You are a trainer. You're still only a trainer at level three. I am the only level four coach on this podcast as well as you know speaking and all that so please when i ask you at the end of this to uh, redo your review i ask you to fix that because it's wrong however on this most recent podcast topic on programming and comtrain i felt like the criticism about ben and comtrain was a little too intense and misplaced they went in in depth in critiquing and criticizing a podcast that they hadn't even listened to fern had you listened to that podcast I have listened to it and I wouldn't change anything I said. No, but the actual podcast that we critiqued. The I, I had listened to snippets of it that were relevant to the, the the recording of the podcast. I had not listened to it in its in entirety. I have since then and I wouldn't change anything that I said. Same, same. People were sending it to us. We recorded pretty quickly and we hadn't had a chance to listen. Since then, we have gone back and listened. It seemed a bit harsh and unnecessary in my opinion. I still love this podcast and will continue to listen and learn, but I hope in the future they'd be more aware of how some of their comments towards other people in our field come across as harsh and uncalled for. So we don't have to belabor this. My feedback, other than the error, you're not a coach, you're a trainer, is your rating and your comment are hypocritical of one another. If you love this podcast so much, you wouldn't give it three stars from one podcast episode. So, INV1245, I'm calling on you to take action. 
I'm calling on you to go back to your review because I know you can do this and change it to at least a four, if not a five-star review. 3.5. Nope, I don't even want a 0.5. I want a full four minimum. I prefer a five. You know, for someone that thinks we were too harsh on somebody, keep in mind that three-star rating does impact our ability to get the word out there as well. So if you love this podcast and you learn so much from this podcast, you want other people to find out about it. So throwing that challenge out to you, what do you, do you think that's fair for? Whatever. I like, I don't care. I, I, I care. Right. I mean, I don't care what they give us from a rating standpoint. My, my, my uh, not even contention, just the, the, the topic for discussion is here is just like number one, just in general, I support this person's ability and their right to give us feedback. Oh God, here we go. Right. And I wouldn't change anything that I said, because I think the, the, I think the criticism that, that, or the, what we discussed there was accurate and is accurate. Now people may not like it, but whatever it is, what it is. I, I, I believe it to be accurate. Um, and I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. Now, the people, uh, people's opinions may be swayed based on their feelings for one group versus the other. But in coaching, um, this is kind of like the same thing in a level two. It's just like some people get upset about the feedback in a level two. That doesn't mean it was inaccurate, right? I think the importance is like, is the feedback accurate? And yes. And if people want to levy criticism of us, I like, listen, if I, if it's accurate, then good on you. Like I'm listen, it is what it is. Like we're not, a, we're not opposed to feedback. Like we've just been going through a, a massive process to fix things in affiliate you and other stuff based on feedback. The level one and the level two have made it to the level that they are in their efficiency, efficacy, and impact solely due to the community and the feedback that is levied on those courses. Like that feedback is taken very seriously and gets run all the way to the top every single time. And I don't think people should be af afraid of criticism. I think this should be taken on board. And same thing I treat the gym is if somebody has a negative review at the bare minimum, my approach to that is um, at a minimum, 1% of that is accurate. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to address it as such. That's, the, that's I how I feel about it. I, you know, to be completely fair, I don't remember what we say. Like I tell people, we hit record, we talk. I forget it, but I think probably a lot of the criticism had to do with the fact that they, the, the wordsmithing of the scaling term, which I, which I still disagree with. I, I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. And I think it creates confusion, right? There's no need to change the term scaling, right? And, 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 and full disclosure and many things that we do when we go on these rants and it, it sometimes when you give lectures, like some of that is for the speaker. Right. It's just like, I've got this microphone and I'm going to say that. Right. It is what it is. And I think when we start playing around with terms, in most instances, the word is the word. It has a meaning. It, ha it has had meaning for 20 some odd years. There's no need to change it unless that's for you to, to, to want to sound smarter. Right. And whatever. I, I like, listen, we said it there. Like, I have a lot of respect for Ben and many other what I would consider to be thought leaders in the space. But at the same time, I think that criticism is valid. And here's the deal. I accept the feedback from INV1245. Um, one, I think too often, this is a pet peeve of mine in life, hide behind their keyboard. And not that this guy's hiding, it's clearly public, but I'm also under the assumption 
this person, I don't know if it was a, it sounds like a male's writing, but I get the impression he or she mean? sounds like a male wrote it. Sounds like a man wrote it. Is that, is that white supremacist? Is it that is. Too, yeah, it's definitely white supremacist. I'm so white supremacist again. <laughs> I forgot. Um, so, but it, you know, I, I also think sometimes people put things out there with not thinking either we'll see it or bring it to the attention of them. And this is the only way, I don't know who this person is, this is the only way that I can get their attention. If it was an email, I would have handled it behind the scenes. However, we should like, we, we should give reference on the white supremacy thing because I think we only talked about well, I'm a white so number one, so number one, you know, I hate one, number, number one, white, white, white supremacy is not a joke, right? Like it, that is those guys are turds and yes, gals, if we, they happen yeah, to fall I, in there. The, the, this is a running joke because somebody in a thread called Jay basically a white supremacist. And I was like, that's really funny. It, it is funny. It's it's silly and funny at the same time. So um, and, we and all know that Jay is left leaning, which is fine, right? We also know he's Jewish. There's a lot of things that would not lend itself to Jay being a white supremacist. I hate so myself. It's... I'm like, what's the name? Chappelle? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> what's the guy's name? It's the black guy who's a white supremacist. The, yeah, because uh, yeah. he's blind. That's, he doesn't know. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I um, no, but to give even a deeper context, it was. Literally, a po it was my post. You guys can go see it. It was my post on Instagram where I said something like, you know, it's unprofessional to show up sweaty and smelly to coach. And these accurate two people, people might not yeah. like it. Accurate. That and, criticism is accurate. Yeah. And two people really started attacking me basically over the semantics of professional versus ethical. Which it was a it was a weird argument. I really couldn't follow it. But anyway, again, it was anyway. wordsmithing. It was wordsmithing. It's like, oh, we're going to change the meanings of words. And I'm like, no, words have meetings. Like there's definitions. We can go to the diff dictionary and we're like, that's the, that is the word has meaning. So it concluded anyway. by calling me a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, and we're there. Um, um, so anyway, going back to this, the only reason I even bring it up, because I think the feedback, like you said, we accept it. We, we should be a little more aware of who we're talking about, how how we speak of them. And, and if we weren't clear on that episode, you and I, I mean, I wouldn't call Ben a friend. We know each other. We have each other's phone numbers. Like we've gone way, way, way back. He was at the first competitions in my parking lot. I, I still stand by what we said in that people are trying to take this CrossFit thing and now say like, look at what I've done. I've created something bigger and better. And everybody look over here where it's like, hey, we've been doing this since February 10th, 2001. You're not doing anything different. Like Fern says, you're wordsmithing. And the only reason I bring up this review at all is because I think it's unfair to give a three-star review based on one show when you clearly are saying you learn and you listen to every episode. Maybe I'll give you a 4.8, like take a little bit off, but damn, that should be a five-star review. But damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Um, uh, okay. So anyway, so tell me about this. Speaking of wordsmithing, go ahead. Go into the today's topic. Wordsmithing. Yeah. Um, every time I hear the word know, wordsmithing, I think of... Um, um oh god no no i think of uh oh now i'm blanking on the movie um george clooney like old-timey movie um it's oh, like a oh brother where art thou <laughs> yes and he jumps on the train he's like uh any of you guys uh um what does he say um uh smitties or otherwise trained in the metallurgic arts <laughs> <laughs> you know Speaking of Inigo Montoya, let me give a shout out to CrossFit Advantage. We were at the summit in Seattle. Great and box. They had a great box, huge, clean, but they had a really cool idea that I had never seen before. And I assume you're going to steal it. 
every monostructural piece of equipment. Oh, that was really cool. Yes. Right. That was a great idea. Had a name on it. And it was like, you know, what, what's that thing that you would print on? Like the, the like a brother printer. Yeah. But like, you know, the old, there was like one that was kind of the known one. It was like the brother two or whatever. Oh, I don't know. You would type and it would like, you would chop it. It's like a, like you said, it's a label. It's not thick. Yeah. It's like half an inch uh, yeah. in width by two or three inches in diameter. Uh, that's what she said. And Katie, come on. I love when Katie laughs at my office. By the way, Katie, sorry for spamming you with office memes on Instagram. No, it's great. I always, always enjoy those. And it's called the, I think it's the brother P touch. That's what it says it is. Yeah. That was like back in the day. The only one you can get that now. There's really yeah. creepy by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a creepy name, but anyway, they had a theme going, which was like movie characters. So there was Inigo Montoya. There was Tyler Durden. There was uh, the bride from Kill Bill. They had like that kind of theme going. But the benefit of it is, A, if you want to tell your members which one to get. But more importantly, it's like if something goes wrong, you can hit up the owner or whoever's in charge of maintenance and be like, hey, Tyler Durden. Inigo needs... Montoya lost the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inigo Montoya, you know, needs some lubrication, whatever it is. But it's it's just very easy to. Hey, well, I, you- I think that's cool, but I think what's more important is that 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 gives a level of uh, of you, which is which is great. Like, so these are the really my this is the minutia that I think matters long term, which is like these things are very unique about the gym. These are the things that when you walk into that gym, people remember that like we're talking about it. So people remember that kind of stuff. So things like, you know, having all of the all of the cardio equipment branded, like people talk about that when they come to the gym, I'm like, great, cool. But but these are the unique things that are like one off that like that are separators that people will attach themselves to because there's a couple of things like number one, it's unique, right? So that's the first thing like, you're not going to see that ever. Number two, don't kid yourself. They're playing around whether intentionally or not. There's a sense of nostalgia with regard to that. And now people have like these weird attachments to certain pieces of equipment for no reason whatsoever, other than it has a Princess Bride reference attached to it. And I think that's really cool. And I think those are the creative things that make the gym fun and create the vibe in your gym. Um, I am thinking about stealing about that. I feel a little bad about it, but I'll give credit to advantage if we do decide to steal that. But I think it's, I think it's hilarious. And I was just like, that is cool. Like those are things people walk in and they're like immediately have like a, a positive feeling when they see that. Yeah, I thought it was just really cool. So w- w- worth bringing up. And, you know, on that note, you know, we were in Seattle and Fern delivered another fantastic. What, what's the title of that lecture? Affiliate Success. Affiliate Success by Jason Fernandez. And <laughs> I need to go you know, <laughs> we we you draw up there a lot of correlations to the yep. what is fitness lecture. And it's like, hey, this is fitness. This is success. And at one point you have the continuum up there, sickness, mm-hmm. wellness, fitness. And on that continuum, you have things like our members paying the actual rate. You know, if the overall average is discounted, it's sick. If it's the rate right. on the on the website, it's well. If it's above that because you're selling protein or t-shirts or programming, et cetera, you're fit. We don't have to get into every detail. I want people yeah, to Yeah, you know, really butchered put- that. This is why I give the lecture, everybody, well, don't, because don't that even- was a really terrible. Yeah. Don't even get into it because, you know, we do have it recorded. We're all going to put it out there after our last summit uh, in Milwaukee. One of the things that you have on there, though, is owner happiness. Owner roles, right, which would which would typically lend themselves to happiness. And so just like the the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, if we were talking about a person, everything in there needs to be measurable. Right. So typically we use like 
you know, resting heart rate, body fat percentage, um, uh, and any other biometric you want to put on there, quite frankly. And then the same thing, if we were going to basically slap a gym and I've done this before, which is how fit is your gym, but the, the idea has been massively refined. And I think it's much better now than the one I was originally crafting this idea. Um, but one of the metrics that would be measurable on there would be owner roles. So if you think about the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, the owner role for sick would be unsustainable, meaning you do everything. Meaning like you are the website guy, the social media guy, you're the accountant, you do all the coaching, you do the programming, you do it. You're the cleaner, you're the maintenance man, like you do it all. And well would be sustainable, which means I, I still have a heavy hand in the business, but I could, I, but I, but I don't do everything. There's other things that I've offloaded. And maybe some of the things you do, you enjoy. Correct. Correct. And then fit is what we would say only what you want. Right. And this is where we would consider an over an owner to be fit in that category. Right. Cause just like fitness, I can be fit in certain areas and, and unfit in, in other areas. Um, and so only what you want or what we would describe as the gym mayor where, you know, like the, the gym, the things that happen in the gym, it is not required for you to have your hand in those things, which is not the same as I'm an absentee owner. I actually like in this business, I find it hard to imagine that things be going really well for somebody who's an absentee owner, right. Or, or as well as they could be. Right. I also well, find it weird. I also find it weird that you wouldn't want to be there, but anyway, well, that's my own also, personal opinion. But let me just say, you can, the term absentee owner does not mean you are, are not the person running. In other words, you can be not there often. You can have somebody in charge and technically be an absentee owner, but have things set up really well. An absentee owner would be more so the person that, um, needs to be there, but chooses right. other things. I guess in this, just so that we're clear on what I'm referring to, just like they're, they're physically not around right now. That doesn't mean you can't run a good business. That's definitely a thing. Um, however, the point is this, one of the other metrics that we would use on there is profit. In a lot of instances, people only use profit as a metric for success in the affiliate. And what we're going to discuss today is profit does not necessarily equal owner happiness. And I, I can say this matter-of-factly, having done it myself, but also having pulled more than a couple of people out of profitable scenarios in which they were miserable. And when those two things don't align, don't, don't align what we have now is an unsustainable business. Because it, whether it's profitable or not, if you were unhappy, that is not sustainable. And the, the reverse is also true, right? If you're super happy with what you're doing, but you're not profitable, that is, is equally not sustainable. But I would profit, rather be the latter, to be honest. Yeah, maybe, but there's to each their own. But the point is that just like fitness, the more things that we put on that spectrum the clearer the picture is going to become of, of our overall health and sustainability of the business or your, you know, you know, and, and think about it in this, in the same terms of, we know that fitness equals work capacity across broad times and middle domains, but health equals work capacity across broad time and middle domains throughout the years of your life or throughout the years of your business ownership. And we're trying to push all of those metrics over there because I don't care how much you love your gym. 
and I love my gym a lot. At some point, there will be aspects of the gym, whether it be coaching or onboarding or sales or, or whatever, that you will no longer want to do. Like that's just the evolution of business. Like you will move on to other things and you will, and you will find something else to be more intriguing or more mentally challenging or more rewarding or more ROI centric to the business. And, and there will, there will be a need to move on. If not, the business is stagnant, right? Just, and we've, you know, we know if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. So that's the the conversation. Sorry. Tell the story of the woman in Seattle who you were basically having that conversation with during the lecture. Um, Remember she, she was the one that every month would post the, I think she was posting on social media and she was like, I'm the only one that can do this. Oh yeah. She's like, and then, well, you had a good point, which is like, and so the point was like, she likes to do it. And I'm like, cool. That's fine. If you like to do it. But my question was to her, if you left right now, what would happen? She's like, well, it wouldn't get done. I'm like, cool. There's the problem. And I'm not saying that you need to give up those tasks. Like keep the ones that you want to keep. However, everything that you do, I should have the ability to hand to somebody else in order to create a more sustainable environment. Or more importantly, because I think a lot of times we look through this, look at this through our own lens, give other people opportunity. For instance, I will give myself as an example. Cassie and I were recently talking and he's like, Hey bro, like I really want to do more here. And we talked about it and, and, and we have done so for the record, like we moved him up and pay raise, like more responsibility, all that stuff. But there, but the, but I, but what that entailed was me giving up things that I kind of like to do. Right. But I'm giving those up to give him opportunity, which by the way, will return for both of us. And the rest of the gym, right? The, what we're always talking about is, and I love the fact that CrossFit understands the stakeholders in the CrossFit space. And the stakeholders in your facility are just like in most, there's typically three, right? So there's ownership, staff, customer. All three stakeholders need to be happy. We're not trying to dial up you know, a win-loss scenario where the owner's getting super rich, but the customers are losing and the, the, the service is really terrible. Conversely, you don't want, the customers to be, you know, uh, super, super stoked, but the gym owner's broke and miserable. And I also don't want the, you know, where the customers are happy, the coaches are happy because, you know, they run the shop and they get to do whatever the hell they want. And, but the coach, but the owner's still broke. Right. And, but the, but the coaches are getting paid, you know, those are all unsustainable. So what we're trying to have is all of them be sustainable. And again, the more metrics, the better, the more things that we can measure, the more ways we're going to be able to find holes in what it is that's going on. And what I think it's okay to say out loud is like, yes, people give us a hard time like talking about money. Like, yeah, well, you have to talk about money. It's a business. However, money is not everything. It is a thing. It's a very important thing if you're running a business because you have liabilities, you have overhead, you have bills to pay, all that kind of stuff. But it should be balanced with sustainability or otherwise stated more abstractly, the owner's roles and happiness within the business. If you are happy, your gym will reflect that. And that may be taking a slight pay cut to do less, to give somebody else an opportunity, which then lends itself to a better environment. And I'm not saying you should cut your pay 50%, but 
I've done that on numerous occasions where I took a small step backwards financially to move forward financially long-term. You want to dig into two things you said there. One, giving Cassidy things he enjoyed. I think that's key for box owners. Oftentimes we just randomly delegate these tasks. Hey, this needs to get done. This needs to get done. Do it, do it, do it. One thing that we do really well in our company is allow us to work on the things we enjoy and are good at, which makes it more enjoyable. So you can't be perfect. There are always going to be tasks you don't love. There are always going to be tasks maybe no one wants to do, but I'm sure in that scenario, if, if 60 to 70% of what Cassidy has to do in any given week is enjoyable, it makes the other 30% tolerable. With that being said, I always like to make sure that person has recent and relevant experience before giving them the task. Recent being, hey, you've done this you know, in the last three, six months, maybe even a year, depending on the task, but times change, technology changes. You can give someone a task and it's completely different than it was three years ago. So recent in the sense that it's happened in a, in a time frame that's relevant to the task and uh, successful also. Like, have they done this well before? So mm-hmm. recent, it should be relevant, meaning they've done something like this and successful. So good. So I think you need to look at it through those three lenses. And then I'm going to give you an example of where I did exactly what you're suggesting. In like, in like 2012, 13, when I got on staff, I had to give up stuff. Because I just, I was gone every weekend. And as you know, typically that's Friday and Monday as well. Or if you're back Sunday night, you're just exhausted on Monday. Mm -hmm. I had to give up some tasks. So I brought on, at that point, I had six full-time employees. I could have gotten rid of one, two, or even three of them and given, they kept that money for myself. But I knew to attain my long-term goals and, and to achieve what I wanted to, I needed them. So it was worth it for me to give up that pay short term, which by the way, it will come back to you if you put the right people in place because you have more hands on deck. It allows them to work on the things that we're talking about that they enjoy. And it gives you that time off. If I had to coach Monday mornings after a seminar, it would have been a terrible class experience. But if Kevin or Caleb or Dean was on, they're fresh. They had Sunday off. I did not. So you, you have to be willing to take one step back to take two, three, 10 steps forward. And there's, there's a couple of things there with regard to that and kind of looping this all back into profitability doesn't necessarily equal happiness. It absolutely can. So we're not, we're not suggesting that those two aren't linked. Um, But I've helped many affiliate owners who are by the numbers running a profitable business. And this is what happens when you are data driven versus what I would consider data influenced, right? If I'm data driven and the only thing that I'm driving towards is profit margin, then I will make decisions in many instances, which are not in the customer's best interest or even the staff's best interest. Cause it's all about margin, 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 like margin is give an example. Um, you could use retail for one. Like you could, I could do it. If I could go with a crappy product that has great margins or that would be one um, you could do, you could uh, do it with staff, which is I could, uh, I could either, not pay people what they worth, but work them to the bone, which is what a lot of people do. Um, or do like staffing cuts because I don't want my payroll to get too high, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even suggesting that those two things might not be in order. Like they very well might be. I've done that for a lot of people, including myself. But I have to look at like what, how does that impact the customer as well? Remember, going back to the stakeholders, I don't want it to be a win-loss scenario. I want it to be win-win-win across the board. And even if it might be a win-loss short-term, is are we driving towards win-win-win? 
do I, do I, do I forfeit some profitability short term to add a second person, which would create more sustainability across the schedule, better product because people won't be burnt out, at which point that would lead to positive growth, more referrals, better experience during the onboarding, at which point I will get the profitability back long term. But if I'm only driven towards profitability, then I would be less inclined to make that decision. And then therefore, at some point, creating creating vulnerabilities within the business, lending itself to me not being happy because I'm in a less sustainable position. So um, one of the things that I think is important when you're kind of mapping all of this out is there will be a step back, right? So there were steps back as we're, as we're moving Cassidy into the seat because there's things that I have always done that I am better than him at currently, which is my next point. People are not good as good as you are at the, at the thing that you're trying to hand off because they don't have the reps. And most business owners get grumpy because people aren't good at it and as good as they are in air quotes. When you have a thousand hours at that thing and you're mad because they weren't as good as you at 30 hours of the thing. Yeah. And the big one there is coaching, right? Yeah. They're not as good as me as coaching. And I'm like, give them some time. Like they will be good and they will be, they will be good enough that the difference between the two of you would only be able to be seen or identified by somebody who really knows what they're looking at, AKA and, and, not your clients. Right. And also consider your best 20 hours into the week may not be as good as that person's two a week. You know, so if you're right. coaching 20 plus classes a week, you may think you're a level four or level three and you're so much better, but that level one trainer that just came back from their seminar and is fired up to coach for two hours a week, I guarantee their, their classes, if, if not as good from a coaching perspective, more fun, are more, yeah, more fun and more energetic. I was just having that conversation with um, like, so for instance, uh, Jordan, who is the West coast rep. I thought he ran an awesome class with the owners. Now that has some, it was super high energy. I was like, this is, this is great. Like this is Mostly what I consider. Mostly because we like, were in it. Mostly because yeah, we were in it. Yeah, I mean, it. kind of. The, uh, now that, was it great technically? But like we could, we could ding anybody in that scenario. And I would, I would give the same criticism to Austin, but that's not a real class. You're talking about affiliate owners. Like it's fair to say that most of these people have uh, a, a higher than average awareness of how to do these things. So teaching fairly, fairly deficient in those scenarios on purpose is what I would say. The focus was not in teaching. The focus was energy. And I was talking to Cassie and Lindsay after I came back from that. I'm like, we need to figure out how to, how to intentionally dial up the energy. Not that the energy is low, but energy is what keeps people in the building. Energy is why people like orange theory, why they like soul cycle, why they like those other things. Not because the coaching is technically superior. The energy is high. Again, technique and intensity, I think you should balance the two and have a really good, you know, blend of both of those, right? We've already talked about this. If you're technically a ninja and boring, great, good luck. And the opposite of tr is true. People stick around a lot longer if you're just really energetic, but that has its that has a, ne a negative return on it at some point as well. Um, yeah, and, and for, you know, in that scenario, it was high energy. I think part of it was, Having affiliate owners. Yeah, there's no reason other. to dive deep into coaching in that scenario. Like, it's but not I what it's tell about. You, yeah, I got zero cues. 
the right. entire and, class. And I, I and and this is not to poo poo on Jordan. I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt and say like he had zero intention of doing any coaching. Well, and not to mention, I mean, I move so well. That. Right. Moving on. The yeah, <laughs> that's that's virtuosity. Is what you're chasing is what you're chasing. <laughs> we're, we're not quite there yet, Jay. Uh, if so, if Jay's a level four coach, we could we could just say that he's a level one mover. Yeah, that's a, that's better than I would have given myself. <laughs> you're an intern mover. You're not even level one. You're studying for the level one. We're in the black uh, shirt still. Yeah. Getting yeah feedback so after my right. breakout group. Yeah. Um, so. I just think, again, like a nuanced conversation, which is, yes, you might be running a profitable business. Are you happy? If not, that needs to be fixed because it's not going to be sustainable. Um, if you do want to offload it or sell it of something of that nature, you're not going to get what you want for it if you're not happy there because there it means it obviously has holes in it, which means the next person is not going to be happy there. Um, and if you're happy and not profitable, equally as unsustainable, well, you someday you will not be happy because you'll be burnt to the core. You know, I said this in the, um, in the lecture there as well is, you know, I've said this before, but you know, passion is a shelf life. It's just a little bit longer for CrossFitters because they're tough, but I, at some point it wears I, down on you. I said that I thought you did definitely did not say that. I wrote it down though. Let's try. No, I posted it's written on my iPad. So I'm pretty sure I said it. No. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this question. You know, owner roles, let's wrap up this episode with some tangible things. One thing you often say during that lecture or every time is there's about running at a $500 or so loss is sustainable for box owners because it's just enough to borrow from the next month to, to pay. And I think a lot of box owners need to hear that. Like you, you stay in business longer than you should because you can you're chasing your tail and you're just getting either in debt or barely making it. But what are some things they can, what are some other things they can look at as far as truly analyzing, like how happy am I in this? The I would look at total class load. Now this has to be taken in context with how many classes you run. So if you run only four classes a day, coaching a higher percentage of the classes is not as weird, right? It's not, it, that becomes uh, more sustainable, but if you're running eight, 10 classes a day and you're coaching. So that would roll out to something to the tune of 150 plus classes a month is where the, that math works out. And if you're coaching 60 to 70% of those, that is unsustainable, right? You could do it for a while. I've done it for long stretches of time. I think the longest I ever did that was like six months. Um, that's the first thing we would look at. And you're the, just because of the energy required to do that really well, is is immense so not sustainable um obviously this is person dependent so it's a little bit of a sliding scale but at some point it, we, it all comes out in the wash the second thing is that's obviously the service after that then it becomes all of the operational stuff which is the administrative all the stuff that nobody most people don't like to do but the you know the accounting the social media the content creation the programming um all of that other stuff, how many of those things are you doing that in 99% of instances fall really far outside our skill sets as gym owners, but we're doing them because we're like, we have, it has to get done. Like we have to have a website. We have to make sure we post something on social media. The book's got to get done. Um, but if you're doing all of those and they are well with outside, you know, your scope of competency also not sustainable because not only are they, are they, 
probably not getting done. If they are getting done, they're getting done really poorly, which is stunting my overall growth of, of the business. And it felt like you were going to keep going. Oh, I can keep going. I thought you said you wanted to wrap this up, but I mean, those are the two big ones. So there's the service and there's, so there's front end and there's back end. If you want to look at that, I would look at the number of roles that you own front, front of the house and back of the house. And obviously the first one, and I would largely say like, it, and it kind of depends. I, this is, there's no one size fits all for here for this. And it kind of depends on where you're at or is it a one man band? Um, because if it's a one man band, then they, then the things that probably need to get offloaded first, because you, these are pretty easily outsourced would be some of the back end stuff, you know, accounting, uh, a website developer, like the number of people that still make their own websites is, is incredibly high. I think it's weird, but. And it's so silly. Cause you, it's like one of those things where it's like, there's somebody that'll do it for you better and cheaper. And if not, when you factor cheaper, in time. Yeah. Right. But also you're going to, it's, it's like, we tell people with affiliate, you, you're going to spend more money in mistakes by not signing up. Right. So the back end of the house probably has to go first. Cause your, 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 your core competency is on the floor. Mandatory and necessary back end things. And then, are you good? What are you doing? What are you, he froze. What are you, Did he freeze, Katie? Yeah, I oh, froze a I little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's probably, if you're a one man band, probably the back, the back end of the house is where it needs to be addressed first so you can free up time so that you can focus on the core offering. And then it's like, I have to reduce my, my number of hours input into the core offering to make it something sustainable. So I was just talking to a gym owner about this today, which is, 80 is the current workload hours per month on the floor. The, the goal is within the next four months to get that to 50 because 50, you can hold for a long time, but depending on the size of your business and what's going on there, that might be a little bit high, but you could hold 50 for a while. 80, you're, you're going to get gray real quick. Yeah. Unsustainable. Hey, one more question, Fern. How was it? I was what? Oh, bro. I texted Jess this morning. She's in Africa. I was like, hey, I for sure know how to better night sleep than you. I love you, but I know how to better night sleep than you. First time, this is not a joke. First time that I can remember that I did not take the covers off at night. That's what I'm telling you. You, you, you don't get the, the covers stay on you. Now, next step is you need to get a gravity blanket. Well, I have like a really heavy... Uh, comforter. It's not the same as a 35 pound blanket. Like it's effort to move that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't, so I don't want to be, I don't want to feel trapped just, in there. So what Jay's referring to is, is uh, eight sleep. So I got an eight sleep and I got, I was so excited. I walked in and ignored the kids and then literally went in the bedroom and started like putting it on the bed. But it was, it's, it was great, dude. What, uh, what's, what's the, what level do you have yours on to go to sleep? So typically I start at a minus five and then there's like four phases. Ooh. I got yeah. minus five. Three. The first I night I got phases. it. Well, then wake up. Oh yeah. Okay. So the first night I got it, I put it at a minus six, and I was freezing my balls off. Oh, I'm at. I'm, this is this. So I was just joking with. I was talking to so they're like, "Are you a, are you like a pretty hot sleeper?" I'm like, myself and my two children are walking furnaces. Like we're just so hot. If my son sleeps on me, we're both just drenched in sweat. So what you started at seven. <sighs> Yeah. I guess it's relative also to the covers you have, but yeah, I usually go minus five for going to sleep. 
minus three, then minus three, and then my wake up is at zero. Uh, mine is, I think mine's like seven, three, one. And then yeah, I played I, around with the vibrator. I don't know if I dig the vibrator thing where it wakes you up with a vibration thing, but yeah, that's what I use to wake up in the morning, but I have it on oh. one. So it's like a really gentle alarm. Like today, for example, it didn't even wake me. Roz, Roz felt it, but it's, um, you can, so, you can change that too, to, go back to how too. aggressive, but I had, yeah, I got seven hours and I slept for seven hours and 41 minutes. I didn't check my HRV though, or my heart rate. Wait, my um, interview was low last night. I don't know why. But anyway, anyway, if you guys are interested in learning more, we are not sponsored by Eight Sleep yet, but yes. we do have a code to get you $200 off. So if you want that code, uh, shoot us an email, day at gmail.com. We don't get anything, but just yeah. if you own one, you can give out a code. So highly recommend it. I've seen more and more people. Todd ordered one. Um, Andrew Charlesworth got one. You got one. So one last yeah, so thing I think before I'm we... I'm trying to look at this. So I'm trying to look at the... Uh, so... Uh, sleeping heart rate, 45 sleeping respiratory rate, 11.9. Um, and I got like almost eight hours of sleep. So one last thing, Fern, INV one, two, four, five, do the right thing. We love you. Okay. I don't know. Sound like the person that. that sent the email be like, listen, I'm going to leave it up to you to do the right thing and give oh, me my for money the, uh, For the drop-in fee? <laughs> for the drop-in. Oh, we got so much feedback on that. But <laughs> INV1245, like, calling right you thing. out. Do the right thing. Change level two trainer, first of all, because that irks me. Whenever somebody passes their level one and tags me, like on Instagram. Level one like, certified. I'm level one certified. I'm like, okay, you got that answer wrong. On the, um, but... Uh, Change it to trainer. It's one of those things as somebody who, who kind of like grew up in the training department, like that you can't not let that feel like, like fingernails on a chalkboard. You're like, oh, that's not the right term. So, you know, by the time we record our next episode, I can't wait to give a shout out to you. I'm going to shout you out. I'm going to say INV1245 is a man or woman or they, for, for that them. matter, for yeah. them, um, of their word. And they did the right thing. Well, there were. They didn't pledge to this. <laughs> yeah, what, you, you, you've taken this real sideways. Listen, if you don't want to change it, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll respect you more if you don't change it. No, that's yeah. not true. I don't want. It burn. is true. The, no, I'd be happy if you did. I'd be happy if you did change it. Okay. However, as a person, would you no. do you want Jay to be happy or do you want my respect? <laughs> Your respect is not very valuable. <laughs> um, but it, the, it, it's you would be respecting hypocrisy. No, that's not true. There's a, yes. there's a difference between somebody having an opinion. And, and here's the deal. To... we have no idea how much thought they put in this. They might as well put it up there and I'm like, cool, whatever. Just don't like assume. everything else. You're right. Four agreements. Just... Don't assume and don't take it personally. But I'm taking this personally. I am kind of. But <laughs> but I envy one, two, four, five. Be impeccable with your word. I don't. You... Right. I feel maybe, like that wasn't maybe, maybe he was. Maybe he Katie, was. Katie, you you have the final say. I have the final say. Well, on what? On what? <laughs> on whether it's it's impeccable with their word. I mean, they said that they love the podcast, and you're saying because they gave a three star review that that's not being impeccable with what they're. It's not in line with what they actually mean. They love the Disagree. podcast, and they've learned. 
so much. I disagree. Fun. I just feel like that two things can be true at once. They can love the podcast and they can have the ability to give a 3.69 review on Apple oh, Podcasts. I'd be very, I'd be happy with that review. We got a three. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I think it's possible that they have, they have believed it was a five-star podcast and then they listened to the episode and then they got rubbed the wrong way and then they knocked it down to three-star. The, comp- the, compromise, three the compromise here is this. Just leave your review as is. Send Jay an office meme. And then he'll nope. be happy and we'll all Here's the on. deal. That's true. If this person goes to five stars, I'm inviting them on the podcast to talk about it. Okay. They might not love the podcast that much. Look, <laughs> like, I, listen, I, don't want, I don't care. <laughs> you change it. Open invite. You come on the show. We talk about it. How's that? Katie? You will you will replace young Katie if you change it. Oh, young okay. Katie, Wait. <laughs> Now, okay, I go back. Um, no, no, change my Katie, answer. I agree. Katie just put a hit. Agreement. Just Katie just put out a hit on this person. And be like, for an iron agreement, you will come she's on, on the dark web we'll, searching we'll, assassins. We will. Um, we'll teach you what young Katie does, and you're 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 in the team. You're on the team. Katie's out. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now and i use all of the scrubs my favorite being the coffee scrub just in the shower gives you the tingles gives you the feels i love it and there's so many other great products i use their deodorant i've used their hand care when i've had tears just check them out it's veteran owned you know guy that was in the military serving our country dale i got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude and i started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb and ladies there's stuff for you too so head on over to docsmartin.com use the code best hour and save 15 percent